0: a blessed morning out there welcome to the potter's gate online broadcast we bless the lord once again for granting us another privilege another great opportunity to see the light of today this morning by god's grace we want to look into the mind of the lord regarding our day regarding our time there are several things the spirit of god is drawing our attention to particularly relating to the priesthood of christ I believe once again this morning that heaven will give us clearer perspective and direction as we continue to transit even in this season and time. Let us pray. Father, we honor you. Once again, we glorify you. We exalt you. We lift your name on high. Yes. We lift your name above every other name. We enthrone you. We extol you. We exalt you. We proclaim you alone are worthy of praise, glory. And honor, with all that I am, with all that I have this morning, I offer to you, Father, worship, offering, sacrifice. I present my life to you this morning as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is my reasonable service. Lord, to as many that will be joining us this morning in this broadcast, Lord, corporately, we bring an offering of worship. We ask, O God, that our life become, yes, one with you in thought in words, in action, in deeds. I pray this morning, O God, that we will have a better view, a better focus, a better understanding, yes, of your demand for our day. That we will not live outside, O God, of your order, outside of your counsel. But we will walk, O God, in close proximity to your intentions. That we will not be distracted, yes, by the distractions out there. But Lord, that we will keep the journey, we will keep our hearts stayed on you. You are our peace. You are our tranquility. You are our hope, our source of strength, even in times like this. We thank you for the things, once again, that you will be drawing our attention to as you bring us closer even to, yes, the reality of your Son, Jesus, the pattern. We pray this morning that our eyes of understanding Lord, once again, will be illuminated, that we will come to that place, yes, of sight, the place of washing, the place where we can see him in his exalted, yes, glorified life, where we are also seated, oh God. I pray, Lord, that the more we see Christ, the more we know ourselves, the more we are able to identify who we are, Lord, that no matter what the world system, the society as define us to be. No, that as we continue to look into your will and counsel, that our life will be adjusted, will become more like you. I thank you for the things that your spirit is unveiling to us in times like this. In Jesus name. Amen and amen. Well, if you are joining me this morning, I pray that the Lord will continue to direct our hearts in regards to his prophetic counsel and, and intentions for our day. I'm not gonna waste your time because I also have so many things on the table that I need to do this morning. But I I just felt that I needed to bring this word. This is a word that, that I, I wanted to you know share with you know the the, the brethren on, on Sunday, but somehow I was not able to do that. But it's still part of what we have been dealing with, what we've been looking into for a while now. In terms of amen, coming into proximity, coming into a deeper and a better understanding of Christ. Amen. Yes. I I, I I I'm I'm of a strong opinion that the further we press into the reality of God's program for our day, I'm talking about the prophetic program of God for our day. That one of the things that will allow us, amen, to go deeper and of course to climb higher in the ascended reality of God's, you know, counsel is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I'm looking at this as, 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 you know, as a structure of the existence of life that we are called to live so that we are not distracted. We are not, you know, sidetracked. We are not shifted away from what matters to God. Uh, and there are a lot of things today that matters to men that are happening out there that if we're not even careful, we can be easily drawn away from those things. We can be pulled away from, you know, those things and uh, they they become, uh, you know, a distraction. So, I, I, I want to... Share something with us that I I, I see as part of what the Lord is revealing, unfolding, or maybe re-emphasizing to the body of Christ in this new day. The last time that I was on air, I was sharing with the body of Christ in relating to the ascended order of life the Father is calling us into. In other words, the Lord is calling us to have a more understanding, a clearer understanding of the priesthood of Christ. Why? Because it's in this priesthood, it's in this revelation of who Christ is that we'll we'll be able, amen, to first of all please the Father, Secondly that we'll be able to understand amen how the lord will have us function and thirdly how we will be able to walk in proximity amen in obedience with the with the holy spirit because remember the holy spirit has come to reveal Christ to us now if there is anything today that i believe the lord amen is is proclaiming or is sounding amen is the ascended revelation of Christ. Many a times we've talked about, amen, coming to the heel of the Lord. A few days ago, the Lord said to me that that heel that you're coming to is Christ himself. Alright? Remember in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible talked about us coming to the full stature. That full stature is a mountain, is a position, is is, is a calling where, amen, our life becomes, a, a, you know, a full reflection, if you will, of who we have been assigned, amen, to represent. And, of course, that is Christ. So, while crises are panning out, amen, and they are turning out from every corner of the earth. And that will be, of course, you know, one of the things that we will, will continue to see, amen, as we press towards the days of the end. The days of the end will continue to unfold in crisis, now, amidst those crises, it's important, amen, that we keep our eyes on Christ. And this is not some, you know, religious cliche or uh, we keep our eyes on Jesus. I'm talking about having a better, amen, and a clearer view of who Christ is within the crisis of time, within the challenges of our time, amen, within the, you know, uh, frustrations and all of the issues that will be, amen, uh, uh, manifesting. And if you if you study scripture, you will notice that this is how the the first century church were able to overcome, amen, many of the the issues that, amen, befall them. That you know they were baffled with because they had, amen, a deep understanding of Christ. They they, they had a strong revelation of Christ. I was I was I was listening to you know Bible on tape this morning. It's amazing. let, Let me see if I can find that scripture in Isaiah 26. In Isaiah 26. Let me see if I can quickly go there. Isaiah 26 was sharing something very, very important that I thought, amen, will kind of add a clearer perspective. Excuse me. A clearer perspective to what the Spirit of God, amen, is emphasizing in this in this new day in relating to the perspective to to how we view life and how we deal with issues. Isaiah 26 let me see <clears throat> thank you Jesus oh hallelujah Was is it 26 or 29? I'm not sure. Oh, thank you, Father. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> <Is> that <clears throat> Excuse me. Isaiah 29. <clears throat> Isaiah 29, verse 13. Then the Lord... The, the Bible says in Isaiah is 29, verse 13... The law says, Listen to what the law says. This is, this is God, am I speaking? The law says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. Now, it, it's, a, it's important that this concept that you know we are looking at. Very good morning, my dear sister uh, Priscilla. Bless you, (laughs) God bless you. It is important that we zero on this point because this point, amen, reveals to us the crux of the matter, brings to our attention, amen, what the Lord has against his people vis a vis his church, even amen, today. Because if our walk with God, if our expression and our interaction with God, amen, with our Father, of course, is limited to lip service. Is connected to just a a, a thought party relationship. Now, listen to this. The Lord says, this people is talking about a company of people, a group of people, because this is what will separate, amen, those who will journey on with the Lord and those who are going to fall by the wayside, those who are going to be distracted, who are going to you know, be, be be moved by many of the things that will be happening to us, which are already happening, all right? But we are just at the beginning. This is just the beginning, amen, of what the Bible called the bath pang. Remember that our message, amen, is prophetic by design. So we don't just speak. We speak that to which we believe, the Spirit of the Lord, amen. is emphasizing to the church, and we're also speaking that which we know, amen, is about to happen, or that which, amen, will take place. These people say, so we don't want to find ourselves in this position. These people come near to me with their mouth. The mouth can be a very deceptive thing. We can say all the right thing, amen. We can say all the right thing. And in fact, sometimes do seemingly doing what you know is right we can say and we can we can carry out an action that looks that looks okay that looks right but that does not amen correspond with amen the condition the right condition of the heart this morning I'm speaking about amen the presence of God in the journey how much of his presence do you know I'm not talking about do you have? To, to, to have something, you have to know it. These people come there to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. The mouth and lips. We have to move beyond mouth and lips ministry. Mouth and lips worship. They honor me amen, with their lips, but their heart. But their heart is far from me. Their worship of me is based. Listen to this. Their worship of me is based on human rules. Some translation says it's based on human doctrines, human dogma, human ideology, human you know teachings, traditions, traditions that we have come to imbibe and accepted as part of. Amen. Uh, you know, God's standard for us. Alas, these are not. I'm talking about we we needing, we having, we coming into a deeper and a better understanding, if you will, an ascended experience, a church, amen, that is that is built, that is based, amen, on the order of the heavenly, heavenly temple, the heavenly sanctuary. We have to have this reality, this revelation, amen, established. Because it's from this point that, amen, we are able to deal with issues of fear fear of life, fear of death, fear of not having, or fear of, you know, being taken from us. There is a point that we have to come into, there is a proximity we must have. There's a revelation, amen, that must become part and parcel of our day-to-day experience of the Father, of the Lord. And it's from this point, amen, that we can walk confidently, (laughs) that we can walk confidently with the Lord. These people come there to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips. So we cannot identify this caliber of people who worship God with their mouths and draw near to him, amen, with their lips, and honor him, and honor him with their lips. If we don't have the discernment to see, amen, the the the, the, the activities of their heart. And remember, the Bible says the Lord looks at the hearts, the Lord looks at the hearts. So, the heart matter must become what we zero our attention to. Even as we begin to come into what is called the third day ministry. The third day is about the holies of holy. Is about a life and experience within the holy place. It's about, amen, we becoming the ark of the presence of God. It's about we becoming, amen, not just the temple, but we becoming amen the the, the reflection the reflection of an in, in intimate life, amen, in the holies of holy. It's a life beyond, amen. The holy place is a life beyond the outer court, is a place where we become unified in thoughts, in words. I was reading a scripture this morning. I'm not sure if I still open it, but I love that. The New King James translation of this scripture in Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16, 3 says, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will be su- will, will, will succeed. But I love the King James. The King James says, Amen. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established, or your thoughts will succeed. Commit to the to the Lord your works and your thoughts, your thoughts. We have to begin to zero into the issue that is paramount to the Father. Our life must come to the point in everything that we're doing. While we are seeking to want to succeed, while we're seeking to want to excel, while we are Pursuing, you know, some goal, vision, you know, dream, whatever it is. Whatever is our ambition, you know, desire, longing, you know, sense of pursuing success. It must be done from, amen, the position of a heart that is first of all connected and committed to God. Well, this thing may not Attract a lot of people that we're talking about, but this is the heartbeat of the Lord, particularly in this season. Look at that scripture. I'm, I've not even got into this main scripture that I want to share with us this morning, which I'm going to do in the next few minutes Isaiah 29:30. The Lord says, God sees, He knows. He knows our thought from afar. He says, these people come near to me with their mouths. So they're drawing there to God with their mouths. And God is not interested in just what we say. Remember that he gave us the mouth. In fact, the whole essence of the prophetic is to be able to have a mouth to speak and to represent the things of God. But the mouth can also be an instrument of deception if the heart is not aligning, if the heart is not connected. We can use our mouth as an instrument, amen, of deceit. And our lips can proclaim things that are not in agreement with the heart of Christ. These people come near to me, they come near to me with their mouth and honor me. They honor, they honor me. So they say, Father, we bless your name. Oh, we declare you're go- glorious. Oh, we love you. You are worthy. We proclaim it. We declare it. Oh, Father, I will give you all of my life. I give you all of my life. I worship you. I Alas! It's just a verbalization. It's just a, a mouth declaration. Could it be... That this is one of the reasons why we see very few fruits in the body of Christ. Could this be the reason why we seem to be lacking in matters of growing in the revelation of God. Having the presence of God. Having the authority to speak with boldness and confidence and courage. Could this be one of the reasons why... Amen. We seem very dry, even after doing things that looks like, wow, we've brought God down. Could this be the reason why the Lord is not turning up, amen, in our battle on Mount Camel, with the Jezebels of this world, because our heart is disconnected. We're drawing, we're claiming, we're saying, yes, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, like the word of the Lord said in Jeremiah 7, the temple of the Lord, the temple. But we have nothing to do with the God of the temple. But let's, 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 let's look further. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their worship of me is based on human rules. is based on mere human rules that they have been taught this is what i was talking about on sunday that there is a priesthood amen that we practice that is based amen on the rules on on human teachings traditions of men amen things that we have come to imbibe and accepted as as we call it the principle of god I mean, we give our time, effort, and energy into this, you know, uh, 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 idea of worship that is, in fact, human rules, human, you know, tradition, human philosophy. It has nothing to do, amen, with really connecting with the God of heaven, with our Father. You know, I'm, I'm in a state, I'm in a position where I'm probing the fruits of our activity, our involvement in the things of God. I mean, I've always been in that position, but I think the Lord is drawing me even closer. He said, why don't you, you he said, Bible Say, by their fruit, we will know them. The fruits are not the actions. If the fruits are the action, then the Lord would not have said, this people drawn near to me with their lips and honor me, amen, excuse me, drawn near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, he said, but their hearts. You see, when we base fruits on lips and mouth, we get deceived. We get deceived. The the complexity of the human fall I don't think very few people really understand how far humans will go to to wear some fig leaves, to portray some, you know, sense of proximity with God. I I don't think people really understand, you know, the length, the length that humans will go. Religion will, will lead us in pretense, in denial. Well, I can speak of that because that was me before. And it's from this that I realize what God is actually saying. I I was awoken to this truth. And I've read very few materials that really speaks, because this thing speaks into the issues of our soul when we represent spiritual things with the soul life amen we become hypocrites we become amen pleasers of men we become you know you know uh, seekers of vain things we do things to to seek the approval of god it speaks into our disconnection and our you know our insecurity our brokenness our fear And, you know, our sense of, you know, rejection and not be accepted that we can actually walk with God. Listen, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. (laughs) Have you read that before? Enoch walked with God 365 years on earth and he was not. The Bible did not say Enoch walked for God. The Bible did not say that Enoch, you know, did ministry, you know, for God. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. I'm speaking about the presence of God in the journey this morning. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. Enoch so walked with God that the walk, he's just walking with God. And that pleased God. What was the walk of Adam in the garden? The work of Adam in the garden was to walk with God. When he stopped walking with God, you know what happened? He fell. He was casted out of that garden. (laughs) I want to show you a man whom the Lord called empowered with so much knowledge, wisdom, revelation. Moses, that's a scripture that I've opened before you. I'm sure a lot of you have been staring at the scripture. Why is he not talking about this, this scripture? Well, that's just my foundational scripture. Whenever the ark, whenever the ark, amen, the ark of the Lord is set out. If you read the scripture from the beginning of uh, um, Numbers 10, from beginning, you will notice that that was the same scripture where God gave Moses the instruction to make, amen, two trumpets. Yes. It's the trumpet and it's the ark. So as you read on the Bible says in, 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 in this verse, whenever the ark sets out. Now we know that the ark amen, is symbolic of the presence of God among his people. The ark amen, is symbolic of the presence of God among his people. Now, before Jesus left, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you, amen. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you empty. I'm not going to leave you without my presence. The disciple says, But you're leaving. Why are you saying you're not going to leave us? But you're leaving. Jesus said, My presence, I will always live with you. He said, In fact, he said, Lo, I'm with you till the ends of the earth. What am I saying? I'm saying, Hey, listen, one of the he thinks that you need not just in the season that you will always need till Jesus return is a revelation in fact the increased revelation the ever growing reality of the presence of God in your life, regardless of your state, regardless of where you are, regardless of amen your 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 arrival in some success breakthrough amen uh, 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 prosperity, or even in a dungeon, in a prison, in prison yard, in a state amen on a sick bed, uh, no matter your human condition, good, bad, or worse. You must not lose. You say, can, the, can I have the presence of God and still find myself in a state of need and lack and sickness? Yes. Religion tells us that when, when, when the presence of God is there, then everything should be fine and rosy. That's, li- that's a lie. That is a lie. Because the condition and the purpose of the presence of God in our life does not mean, amen, that everything that is negative are immediately removed. You see, when we have that, theolo- that mindset or that theology, it becomes very difficult for us to appreciate God. <laughs> Jesus in Gethsemane, you know, the presence of his father was there, but he faced a contradiction. He faced a situation. Paul was in prison, but the presence of God was there. Peter was in prison. The presence of God was there. Well, they delivered him, but the deliverance Amen, was not based on Peter's timing. Neither was the deliverance of Paul and the rest, based on their timing or their expectation, it was based on God's timing. Amen. When we understand that God's presence, the Father's presence, Christ's presence is always with us, we will wait on his time to deliver us, to save us. You see, there's a correction that is taking place and we must account to. In the body of Christ. To say that in the midst of a nation being bombed. Where people are being threatened by you know, nuclear weapon. That the presence of God is there. Is a reality. Yes. To say with all the injustice that has happened to us. In Africa and other parts of the world. That the presence of God is there. Yes. It's going to take a revelation. It's going to take, amen, a revelation. You see, revelation is what you are personally called to see, to know, to understand, and to experience. And that becomes your anchor. You see, true revelation is an anchor. You see, there are things that I know. I don't claim to know everything. Everything. About the word of God or life? No. hey. But the few that I know, not just being informed of. The few that I know, they are the anchor that has continued to keep me. And they will continue to keep me. And one of those truths, amen, is the truth about the presence of God. In fact, I wrote a material, I wrote a book on this. You can check it out on our website. In fact, this morning, I tried to see if I could, you know, just you know, connect, connect, connect it, you know, to some of the things that I'm talking about, but uh, I couldn't do that, but you could check it out. Yes. You could check it out on, you know, on, on, on our website. All right. Uh, yeah. The, the the presence of God. Uh, let me, let me look for the title again. I know that uh, we changed the title. Uh, Oh yeah. I'm not sure what I did with this but I know I know it's about his presence his, 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 the pattern his presence and his glory I think I think that was what I called it yes his presence the order and his glory that's the title of that material his presence the order and his glory excellent material you want to check it out It will give you a better insight because while everything around you feels real, feels, you know, yes, that's the word, feels real. His presence should be more real. His presence should be more real. His presence, yes, my dear sister, anything the Lord, amen, is involving, we must wait for his due season to manifest, because if we don't, we may just miss God. Let's let me read them. I'm reading Numbers, Numbers ten. Thirty-five. Whenever the ark sets out, Moses will say, "Rise up, O Lord! May your enemy be scattered." May your foes flee before you. 36. And whenever it, 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 it comes to set, he said, return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Now, this declaration, Amen. This declaration of Moses is, is, a, is a testament, is is a testimony about amen. The, the leading of the presence of God, amen, in the life and in the midst of the people of God. Now, if you read further, if you read further this scripture, in fact, I'm going to go there now. Numbers, Numbers 10. Remember, I was in Numbers 10 before we went to, Num, uh, to Isaiah 29. So we're going to go back to Numbers 10. Lord, you are worthy of praise. We're going back to numbers 10. And I I, I want to show you something that we need to learn, amen, from Moses. Because in their journey, remember we're dealing with the concept of the journey. The Lord said to us, "Go forward." God spoke through Moses, tell the people to go forward. Now we are being brought to another aspect in this journey that we need to leave. Amen. The realm of human human expectation, human ideology, and of course, amen, the concept of how we interact with God, how we relate with the things of God. And and you know, before I said that the way we the way we relate with God in terms of our worship, in terms of our serving Him, even in relating to how we pray, how we you know worship God, how we serve God, amen, are all captured in the kind of priesthood, the revelation, the understanding of the priesthood that has been presented to us. There are company of people today that are not are not you know captured. They, they, they have they have been free from, if you will, what is known as organized religious system. I'm one of them. They've been free from what is known as organized religious system. You see, organized religious system puts God in a box. It it, it, it paints the image of God to us in a certain light that is generally accepted. When you look at this system, it chooses what it wants to believe in the word of God. It 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 is it, it, worship is based on rules, rules and regulations. Of course, in serving God there are there are standards, there are value standards, principles. But these principles are designed, amen, and are operated via the instructions and guidance of the word of God led by the Spirit of Truth. So, if you are in this organized religious system, you'll find it very difficult to really live a life of freedom and true worship. Why? Because uh, uh, this thing has set a, a kind of a box. How you must see yourself, how you must see life, and how you must interact. But the point that I'm saying is, it does not reflect... The values, the consistency of truth. So God said to His people, "Come out of them." when in fact, when Jesus came to this, to you know, to Earth, He came to deliver His people, Amen, from two things: from the bondage of human system and the bondage of religion. The bondage of religion. The Pharisees, the Bible says, Amen. They were tax mas- tax masters. The Bible says, "Amen." They all they, they 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 held the keys to the things of God. Of course, temple worship. The Bible says they will not go in, and those who want to go in will not. They will not allow them. They put they put load weight of load upon people. They demand all kinds of rules and regulation from you know from people that they themselves will not practice, and that's still what we see today. And that is because people misunderstand and misinterpret what God expects of them. When when God says, bring the people to me, and Moses went back and said, well, the people don't want to come. What they had was rules. What they had in exchange for God was rules and regulation. And where we have rules and regulation, when we have the ideas of men, like we've just read in Isaiah 29, he said, What they define, amen, to be worship of Him are rules that are taught by men. We just read it. So, what am I saying? The Lord says, Come and rediscover me. Come rediscover my ways. Come and rediscover my truth. Come and let me show you my ways, my life. Come, let me bring you into my desire. I said we're going to go back to Numbers 10. Now, verse 29 says, Now Moses said to Obab. Obab is the father-in-law. Some people call it uh, uh, Obab, Obab or Obab is the father-in-law of Moses. The Bible says, Moses said to amen, Obab, the son of Roel, the Midianites, Moses' father-in-law. Listen to this. We are setting out Amen, for the people about which the Lord said. We are setting out amen, for the place of about which the Lord said. In other words, we're going out to the place the Lord, amen, has said. We're going to the land of the promise. We're going to where God, amen, has told us to go. We are setting out, amen, to the place. I'm reading uh, uh, Numbers ten twenty nine. Moses said to Obab, son of Roel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out to the place which the Lord said, I will give to you. Come with us and we will treat you well. Remember, this man is a Midianite, but he was a servant of God. The Bible talks about him being a priest. Come with us and we will treat you well, for the Lord has has promised good things to Israel. What a man. And he answered no. This man, this, this uh, great man, this uh, priests we know found in, in, in the among the Midianites, in media. Obab said, no, verse 30. He said, no, I will not go. I am going back to my own land and to my own people. But Moses said, now listen, verse 31. But Moses said, please do not leave us. You know, you know where we should camp in the wilderness. You can be our eyes. If you come with us, you will share, amen. You will share with, we will, excuse me, we will share with you whatever good things the Lord, amen, gives to us. So they set out, amen, from the mountain of the Lord and travel three days. Then Amen. The scripture, the scripture went further. The Bible says, "The ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them during amen, those three days to find a place to rest or to set. The cloud of the Lord was over them by day, and when it set out from the camp." Whenever the ark of the Lord is set out Moses said arise O Lord may your enemy be scattered may your foes flee before before you whenever the camp amen come to rest it will say return O Lord to the countless thousands of Israel now this scripture was ministered to me as as I began to ponder on this concept of we journey, the presence of God, amen, journey with us. or we journey in the presence of God? Now, Moses certainly was given, amen, an instruction and, and a direction, amen, on how to journey. The Lord said he will lead them by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. But in their journey, amen, he saw this man who was a wise man, who was, you know, a man of great wisdom. In fact, you know, some translations say he knows the roots. He knows the roots. So, you find Moses, amen, almost shifting away from depending on God, amen, to depending on this man. He says, you know the path, you know the way come journey with us why why do we get to the point and to a place where suddenly we begin to believe that certain people amen can actually lead us can give us guidance to us that place that god has promised and please note i'm not saying that there are no people or god has not ordained certain people to lead and to guide us that's not what i'm saying but at this point in time, the context here, amen. In fact, you see, Father, the Bible says, amen, the act of the Lord went before them. It's not the job, amen, of Moses' father-in-law. He's done what he needed to do, amen, and Moses is supposed to have at least allowed him to go, to go back to his people. But you see, when we get to the point where we begin to over-depend on people, then we are setting ourselves up for a problem. Now Moses said to Amen uh, 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 Obab, son of Roel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, "We are setting out to the place about which the Lord said He will give to us. Come with us." Now this "come with us" is not just "come share with us." If if you read further, it's because Amen Moses knew that he understood the roots. He understood, he understood the path. Where is the confidence of Moses in the Lord? We're setting out to the place about which the Lord said, I will give to you. Come with us and we will give, we will treat you well for the Lord has promised us, promised Israel good things. He answered, no, I will not go. I am going back to my, to my own people. Going back to my own land and to my own people, but Moses said, Please do not leave us. I mean, at this point, it's like Moses is afraid to lead. And maybe we find ourselves in this same condition that I mean, I found myself in this condition where Moses found himself, where certain people, it may seem to have, you know, the answer. They seem to have the answer, the light. They seem to know, you know, what you need. And we want to hold on to them. We want to, you know, latch onto them. Even though the Lord may be saying no. Or the Lord may be saying, uh-uh, this is not what I want for you. But because we are afraid. Because we are afraid, amen, of depending on the Lord. Because we are afraid, amen, of failure. Because we are afraid, amen, of failing. We want to hold on to these people. We want to hold on to this idea. We want to hold on to this religious belief system while the Lord, amen, has not given us, you know, the green light. Please do not leave us, Moses said. You know where we should camp. Listen to this. You know where we should camp in the wilderness. I like the some translation that says, you know the path in the wilderness. <laughs> So, basically, this man is, 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 Moses is saying, come take the place of the Holy Spirit. Come take the place, amen, of, of the ark. Come take the place of the presence of God. Because God already said, my presence is going to lead you. If God had said, amen, I want my presence to lead you through, amen, uh, 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 you know, Obab, that would have been a different case. But the Lord never said so. Now Moses said to Obab, you you know, you come, lead us. The Lord is speaking to us and I hope that we will respond. Are we abdicating our responsibility of a walk of faith with the Lord With someone, an alternative, we believe, amen, can actually lead us. There are so many things today that are becoming an alternative to the voice of God, the presence of God. So many things. And we know those things, you see. And God is calling us to go back and re-examine ourselves. Have we developed, amen, a trust in an Obab, in a priesthood, amen, in our father-in-law? I mean, this is Moses' father. Remember, this was the man who gave Moses the wisdom right, of leadership. When Moses was almost dying, amen, by doing things that he ought to have you know, uh, uh, abdicated as a responsibility to others. It was this man that said, Moses, you're going to die. If you want to do leadership from this point, that you're going to sit all day and you're going to counsel everybody that comes, you are going to die before your time. Why don't you? Amen. Yes, divide this assignment as a responsibility. Let the most complex problem come to you. The ones that can be handled by other people who are leaders, give it to them. This is what is killing a lot of people in the body of Christ, many men of God, because we think without us, nobody else can do the job. And it was this man who gave Moses the counsel. Don't do this. You are going to burn out. You're going to die before your time. You're not going to fulfill God's purpose for your life. You know, there are ministries that we are called to carry out, but we do better if we can train other people to carry out those ministries so we can focus on the most important thing. But when ministry, amen, is built around us alone, it's me and my wife, amen, and that's it. And we can't trust others to carry out, amen, those function, then we're not raising leaders. In fact, we're not doing what the Lord will ask us to do. And this is the wisdom that, This man gave to Moses. And Moses saw the wisdom in this man. Moses said, hey, you're so full of wisdom. You know so many things. This is Moses. This is Moses. So Moses, of course, felt he could depend on him. And we all all have made that mistake. I mean, I've made the same mistake. But God, amen, came and, and set us free. When God, you know, begins to lead you out, it will seem as if you have no clue, you have no sense of direction. It will seem as if you are all alone, but he's promised you his presence. And this is the message I'm bringing to you this morning. Do you feel alone in that situation? Do you feel, amen, confused? You feel like you are just in a no man's land. You are just, amen, wallowing in the wilderness, you don't know your path. Well, relocate to what God said. Ask him, Lord. I'm in a state, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. My mind is all over the shore. I'm here and there. I need you to assure me of your presence. I need you to lead me, to guide me, to teach me. I'm stepping out today. I, I feel alone and I feel lonely. But I, 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 I know you promised me your presence. I don't feel like your presence is here with me. I don't feel like I'm connecting with you. I feel disconnected. I feel separated. I feel very far from you. But Lord, I choose to trust you. I choose to live my life via faith. I choose to hope in your word. I don't want to fall in the same mistake of Moses. I don't want to put my hope in a in man. Yes, I know is an informed man. He's a skilled man. He understands the roots. But Lord, I want to learn to trust the pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. I want to learn to trust your act in my life. I want to be in the act. I, I want to learn to develop my faith and trust. You see, because this is how we get to grow in the things of the spirit. When we o- o- overtly depend on people, we don't have the opportunity to grow through the experience that the Holy Spirit, amen, wants to share with us in that point and place where it seems as if we are all alone. It's important that we come to this understanding, knowing that we are never alone. Even when things seem or look contrary, there are situations, there will be conditions where you'll find yourself and you'll be asking God, God, where are you? He's there. You have to develop that sense of knowing that he is there. This is part of the ascended truth that we have to come into. We have to begin to walk into as the ecclesia of the third day, of the last day. Like I said, our ministry must now function from the holies of holy, from the most amen. Amen. Intimate place and position in Christ Jesus. Have you lost the presence of God? Are you losing the presence of God? Do you feel drained, empty, dry? Do you feel disconnected? Do you feel as if you don't know what's going on in your life? Well, I think you should turn to the Lord. I think you should begin to look at, amen, yes, issues of the presence of God. Because when the presence of God, hallelujah, becomes a reality, when the presence of God becomes a reality to you, every other thing will fall in line. It's in the presence of God that we get our provision, that we get our security. It's in the presence of God, amen, amen. That we get that sense of courage and boldness. Not only to represent God, but to charge against the enemy. Whatever that enemy may seem, may look like. We have the power and the authority. Because we know that we're not alone. It's time. Because like I said, the nature of the days that we live in is one that is entrenched in deep crisis. And if we have been assigned for such a time like this, we should not run away or abdicate our, our place. It's going to take courage, and courage comes because we are assured of the presence of God. Courage is not something that comes from our own ability. No, our courage comes because we know that we are not alone. David said, you come to me with spears and, you know, arrows and all of this. He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you, Goliath. I charge against you in the name of the Lord of the host of the God of Israel. David was a man who knew the presence of God. Who knew, amen, the importance of the presence of God. Who understood the revelation of the presence of God. But we cannot if we are subscribing to a fallen priest, priesthood. A weak priesthood. A religious priesthood. Like we have read in Isaiah 29, these people draw near to me with their mouths. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. All they are doing in terms of worship are rules and regulations taught by men. Is that your testimony? Or are you traveling in the way of the Spirit? Are you walking in the path that the Lord has ordained? Is your life and my life moving to us the directions of the voice of the Lord? Are we responding in obedience to his will? Or are we seeking to please men through ceremony? Through an offering that is basically to honor men and not to please God. Remember at the end of the day, we will all give an account to him. So as I round up this morning, I want to pray that we will be filled with the revelation. That we will come into a deeper and a clearer understanding of Christ's revelation, Christ's presence the ascended truth of Christ will permeate us all. That we will walk again in the knowledge and in the wisdom of who Christ is from a seated position in heavenly places. Come to the table. Come eat of him. Undress yourself from a priestly garment that has become obsolete. Come to the river. Come wash that you may see with elevated sight. Come. Let your heart. Respond and not to delay. Let truth guide you this morning. Come and develop the assurance to face whatever is going to come your way today. Knowing fully well that if the Lord be for you What can be, who can be against you? Is the assurance of his presence. Spirit of the Lord, we honor you once again this day. We glorify you, Lord of hosts, mighty God. Unto you shall all flesh come. Unto you shall be the gathering of the people. May we gather truly before you today in acknowledgement of your word that says you will never leave us nor forsake us. Ah, I know, Father, that you're here. And your truth will continue to lead and teach us and guide us and instruct us. Yes, Overwhelm us this morning anew with the freshness of your presence. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Let's learn from the things the Lord has ministered to us this morning. He who has begun a good work is able to finish it. May the eyes of your mind be illuminated. May the revelation of this truth become indeed the foundation that your life is built upon. May this counsel bring you to a new height, where you are able indeed to boldly declare that your career. Of the essence of the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Well, thank you so very much, everyone, this morning. We bless the Lord for his will and counsel, his word, his truth that never fails. May his truth continue to guide your heart. May continue to lead us as his bride, as his ecclesia in this season. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the fearful this morning receive an injection of faith. Let hope well up again in our hearts. Let's walk in the light of his glory. Let's live for him. Let's honor him. God bless you, everyone. We'll see you again by God's grace. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, my dear sister Priscilla. Thank you for connecting this morning. God bless you and your household. Amen. God bless you, everyone. We love you all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.